An icy chill blows in from the north, and all of Fodlin's creatures begin to settle in for a long, cold winter. Except for Kim and AJ, who are getting fired up about some major plot developments. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Asynchronous, a video game catch-up show. My name is AJ. I'm Kim. And this is a video game catch-up show where we are playing... I really gotta think of a second, a better follow-up to that, but we are playing <laughs> uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses for the Nintendo Switch Entertainment System. Uh, this episode and every episode will contain full spoilers uh, for the part of the game we are talking about, and today we are talking about all of Chapter 8, the flame in the darkness. Uh, shit's getting real. Uh-huh. <laughs> Extremely real. I just, just to peek behind the curtain, we had not like set our next recording session. And then uh, yesterday, which was a Saturday, I got a text from AJ like, hey, when can you record tomorrow? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Exciting stuff. Apparently okay. something big happened uh, in the world of the Black Eagles. I mean, generally this chapter is pretty yeah. fucked up, I would say. There's a lot of wild stuff that's going on, but um, mm -hmm. something happened that was enough for AJ to be like, I need to start recording immediately. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> yeah, very exactly. excited to find out what that is. Yeah. So I guess just a little follow up. Uh, we had just finished the Battle of the Eagle and the Lion. All of our kids had said things to something to the effect of, man, I hope we don't ever have to fight each other. That would stink, <laughs> huh? Uh, and then we had a feast and now we're here. Yeah. As is my want and my thing now, yes. uh, I have some bullshit for the beginning yes. of this episode. At some point, we'll think of a name for this segment. Maybe it'll just be some bullshit with Kim. Yeah, say I like some bullshit. <laughs> some bullshit. <That's> pretty good. <laughs> um, today, uh, we will be talking about the astrological signs of the war children. Um, <sighs> so this is, there. as far as I'm aware, there is no like in-game astrology. So this is just based on um, taking their birthdays and superimposing Ooh. them onto the Western astrological calendar. Ooh, um, that's good. Yeah. So uh, I guess rather than I, I couldn't think of like a good, you know, normally I'm like, who's the tallest child, AJ? Um, yeah. But <laughs> in lieu of that for this one, since it, you know, it's kind oh, of all God. over the place. I want to know, yeah. are there any children that you're like, I think I could peg this this kid's sign? No, I honestly, I know so little about astrology. I know in the game, the, the battle at the end of chapter eight happens the day before Byleth's birthday. So that happens November 20 or the equivalent of November mm -hmm. 25th. Uh, and then Byleth slash my birthday is November 26th. Uh, and then I think the following week it was no, the, the first of December is Alois's birthday. So I guess he's a Sagittarius. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess <laughs> that's so. all I got. I, I only have the students on here because I have okay, to yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to rein myself in at some point. Sure. OK, so we're we're, we're just going to go through this and I'll try to do it quickly. Some of these are like weirdly on point and some of them mm. are so radically wrong. So starting off as we do with Aries, the only Aries is Hubert. This this 
it feels right to me, even though there's nothing that I can pinpoint exactly that makes Hubert an, an Aries to me. Um, and I have a sure. little cheat sheet. Aries loves to be number one, which is interesting because Hubert is definitively number uh, two. Number two. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> like he's uh, so this this one says adventurous and energetic, pioneering and courageous, enthusiastic, confident, dynamic, quick witted, uh, selfish and quick tempered, impulsive, impatient, etc. Uh, yeah, okay. uh, none of that. Yeah, like none of it like exactly describes him, but like he has the fiery passion of a of a fire sign i feel like that Definitely. passion is just all channeled into edelgard yeah <laughs> so i I don't know. I I don't hate this one. Um, I feel like yeah. he's definitely got some Scorpio placements there, but I, I'm like, all right, I can accept this. Yeah, I would say he's probably Scorpio Moon, right? Right. That, that like, tracks for me. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe even emotion. Scorpio rising. Jealous, resentful, compulsive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obsessive. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, the next one, this is, uh, we're talking about sun signs. <laughs> Taurus, which is my sign. I, I actually love the Tauruses for this. I think this fits. Um, we have Ferdinand, Annette, and Raphael. Hmm. This all seems right to me. Tauruses are, we we love the finer things in life. We um, sort of, hedonistic is a word that, that has a negative connotation, mm, but okay. um yeah, like <laughs> I, I feel like that fits great for Annette and Raphael because they're both characters who love food. Definitely. And Ferdinand, obviously, he loves luxury. Um, the stubbornness, I think, also fits Ferdinand yeah. and Annette very Persistent well. And determined. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Resentful and inflexible. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it works Big for Ferdinand. me. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know about Raphael necessarily with like the. I, I don't know enough about Raphael, frankly, to to know if he mm. fits into those other aspects of uh, Taurus. But sure. um, and Annette has to have also some Capricorn or Virgo placements because that kid <laughs> loves to study. <laughs> Next up is Gemini for our Gemini's are Mercy, Sylvain and Lawrence. This also fits to me. Um, I, I feel like this is all all like pretty solid. Gemini is adaptable, communicative, witty, um, intellectual, eloquent. I mean, if that doesn't describe Lawrence, I don't know what does. Yeah, yeah. It can also be superficial and inconsistent, yeah. cunning and inquisitive. Like that, that yeah. all just feels so right. I yeah. mean, not necessarily. I don't know if Mercy necessarily embodies the worst of that, but the other two certainly do. Absolutely. Next up, Cancer. Our Cancers are Edelgard and Caspar. Okay. Yeah. I can, yeah. Do you want to speak to this one? As, as Yeah, so as, that, that actually grocks with me really, really good. Um, just off the chart, you've sent me what shrewd and cautious, protective and sympathetic, over emotional and touchy, mm-hmm. uh, clinging and unable to let go is absolutely both of them in yeah. like slightly different ways. Like Caspar is like he's got this really strong sense of like justice and like when someone does something wrong, they should immediately pay for it. Uh, and it should just be like, you know, they just need to get hit over the head. Like it doesn't necessarily <laughs> need to be like an equal thing. Like no matter what they did, they need to be just like punched. Uh, and then Edelgard is like, I mean, obviously from, from everything <laughs> that we've been talking about clinging and unable to let go to this idea that empire is bad, but also my empire would be good. Shrewd. And right. <laughs> shrewd. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I really got it. I think both of them probably have some fire sign placements too, if I had sure. to guess. Leo, this is also one that I think they nailed it um, to the extent that they were actually trying, which in many cases, it seems like they might've been, but um, <laughs> our Leos are Claude and Leone. 
Leo, yeah. generous and warm-hearted, creative, enthusiastic, uh, but also can be bossy, dogmatic, intolerant. I, you know, I feel like the negative uh, is a little bit more Leone for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I see, I see that for both of them. Um, Patronizing, interfering. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely Leone, right? <laughs> Yeah, um, that's Yeah, but Claude definitely has the, like, enthusiasm and, you know. Our Virgos are uh, Dudu and Petra. Again, I think they nailed this one. Uh, Interesting. Virgos, modest, shy, meticulous, reliable, practical, diligent, intelligent, analytical, but can be worriers, overcritical, uh, perfectionists, conservative. Um, that wow. certainly describes to do. You know Petra better, though. Definitely Petra, too. I mean, I mean, they're both. I, I find that interesting. They are both. As far as I know, the only two students that aren't from, well, I guess, I guess to do is from Fodlin, right? But yeah, but they aren't like in. The, they're the, coded the kingdom, as like, like outsiders, but, right? Right, like, right, yeah. right. But, but Petra is very much a uh, perfectionist, overcritical, diligent. Like she's every single one of her supports. She is either training or studying every mm. single one. Mm-hmm. Um, and even I think I talked about it on the show that the, the Petra Byleth C support is like, hey, maybe like chill. And she's like, I cannot. I can't. <laughs> I can't chill. <laughs> I'm incapable um, of chilling. Yeah. So that really. Yeah, that really tracks with me. Yeah. Um, next one is Libra. Again, I think they know this one. After that, things start really going off the rails. <laughs> but um, Libra, our Libras are Dorothea and Ash. Libras are diplomatic, romantic, charming, easygoing, uh, idealistic, peaceable, can also be indecisive, gullible, easily influenced, flirtatious, flirtatious. and self-indulgent. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I think there are absolutely aspects of, uh, of both of these that yeah. that really fit this sign. No, I mean, that's, that's straight up. Say, it's just yeah, like a full like description of Dorothea, like absolutely yeah. correct. Yeah, I think my, minus the like flirtatiousness for <laughs> Ash, but yeah, that's um, what I was going to ask. Is Ash is is Ash no, always trying to? Uh, okay. No, that man has no game. I've never oh, seen him try, but I de- <laughs> I definitely don't think he has any game. Sure, he's just he's just a little boy. He's just a little guy. He's a child. <laughs> <laughs> so now we reach Scorpio, and this is I I maybe you might think differently um, as mm. someone who knows this child better, but our only Scorpio is Linhart. Interesting. Determined, forceful, emotional, intuitive, powerful, passionate, exciting, and magnetic. None of that describes him, does it? Jealous, resentful, compulsive, obsessive, seek, obstinate. More than negative stuff, mm. I think, identifies Linhart a lot. I, I, could, I could make arguments for like determined and forceful because he's like, He's always studying, but only things that he wants to study. Interesting. See, that to me reads very <sighs> Taurus. The Taurus and Scorpio are opposite signs, so they um, mm. there's some synergy there. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I definitely like like definitely the the obsessive secret of an obstinate mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely <laughs> seems very hard, but I don't All know right. about the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, moving on. Uh, moving on to your sign, Sagittarius. Um, I don't think that any of these children are Sagittarius. Um, <laughs> we have Marianne, Dimitri, and Bernie. Sagittarians, optimistic, jovial, good-humored, honest and straightforward, intellectual, philosophical, uh, negative traits, blindly optimistic, Maybe, maybe that's Dimitri. Uh, <sighs> irresponsible, superficial, tactless, and restless. Mm, I just don't I feel think that, like that describes any of these children. In Bernie's case, at least, I feel like 
this could this is like the the good universe version of Bernie mm. where she wasn't like horribly abused. Yeah, the Bernie who lurks under the surface. Yeah, yeah. Cause I've definitely got some of these like good humored, honest, uh philosophical, freedom loving. Like that stuff has poked through a bit in mm-hmm. some of her supports, but then is immediately <laughs> like shuttered back up as soon as somebody <laughs> notices. So, so I, I don't know. I think, I think, I think I rock with that. I think I, I. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I, it's, this is not, this is not, not working for you. Not Dimitri. I mean, <laughs> I, I, like a little bit of the positive stuff. Again, maybe if he hadn't, if he weren't burdened by uh, a ton of trauma and sure. responsibility, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It does seem pretty tactless to kill, <laughs> to, kill <laughs> to, to, to run a slaughter, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That, uh, I guess it's a little tactless. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have Capricorn. We got one Capricorn. It's Ingrid, and all I have to say about this is yes. Okay. Capricorn's practical, prudent, ambitious, disciplined, patient, careful. Be pessimistic and fatalistic. I mean, that's that's Ingrid. That just is. She's a Capricorn. Sure. Great job. <laughs> Next up, Aquarius. Uh, again, I think this one is is on point. Uh, Hilda is an Aquarian. Uh, mm. Friendly, honest, loyal, original, inventive, independent. Can be intractable, contrary, unpredictable, uh, unemotional, detached. I don't know about that. Maybe I don't know. I don't know enough about the Golden Deer yet. I feel yeah. Like. I mean that that tracks. I don't really. I feel like every time I talk to Hilda, she's just kind of just like, "Hey," and then that's it. Like I feel like yeah. we haven't really interacted in any meaningful way. Which like, I mean, she's not in either of our houses, but yeah. Um. Okay. And finally, we have Pisces. Um. I'm gonna start from the bottom. Ignatz, full Pisces. Great job. Mm-hmm. Um, Pisces are imaginative, sensitive, compassionate, uh, intuitive, sympathetic, can be idealistic, 100%. Um, These other two make absolutely no fucking sense at all. Uh, I think that they both should have been Scorpios, probably. Uh, Felix and Lysithia. I mean, there are, okay, we're going to learn today. I'm going to talk about uh, Felix's paralogue, which maybe fits into some of these positive qualities uh, in terms of uh, selflessness, and there is compassion under under the surface there, but I I don't know. This is just when I think Pisces, I don't I don't yeah I don't think Sword Boy, you know. Ignatz definitely fits. Ignatz is absolutely, mm-hmm. but ah uh, yeah I don't know. Again, it, it could be the things that he has gone through, you know. But, yeah. But I, but but even so, there's I don't even get like a, a a glimmer of any of that kind of stuff. Maybe selfless. Yeah. yeah well, uh, I'll I'll illuminate some of that. Today. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so that, that was my bullshit for the day. Um, amazing. <laughs> yeah. We'll, uh, we'll link it down in the show notes so we can all see the reference we were using. Wonderful. All right. Now that I've wasted a bunch of time. Yeah. So that was what? Not wasted time. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> 15 minutes on, on horoscopes. Um, <laughs> let's get to the chapter. <laughs> Uh, so like we said, we just finished the Battle of the Eagle and the Lion. There's always a cutscene immediately after the battle, and then we switch chapters, and then there is just more cutscene stuff that sets up. If you don't mind, may I start? Absolutely. Uh, so <laughs> my beginning of Chapter 8 scene was Edelgard and Hubert talking, and Hubert saying to Edelgard, you look unwell. It's because of what happened, isn't it? Uh, and she tells him not to speak of it. Uh, she can't change the past. Uh, and that she must steal herself to take the throne. And then he says, the preparations are going well. Oh my God. (laughs) And then they're like, oops, someone's coming. And then Byleth walks up and 
they they talk about how the thing that they're talking about is preordained. So oh my whatever. God. The f- yeah, I, I yeah. And then this is bad news written all over it. It's bad news. Yeah. And then they thought they talk about how um, uh, Edelgard says that, uh, you know, everybody thinks that there's someone pulling the strings. Could be the Death Knight could be the Western Church, could be somebody else. Um, but Edelgard thinks that maybe it's not all connected. It could just be a bunch of things all happening at the same time. Interesting. Which I, everything happens all at once. Yeah. By the end of this chapter, I'm not I don't not sure that I fully disagree. It kind of seems by the end of this chapter and we'll talk about it more. It kind of seems like a bunch of people who just happen to have aligned goals at that mm-hmm. moment. But but we'll talk more about that later. So that that was the beginning of uh, beginning of my scene. My, Interesting. My yeah. I did you then get the scene in the infirmary with Shamir and Manuela? Sort of introducing the Remire Village situation. Yeah, I definitely got Remire Village like weirdness happening. But okay, I'll I'll start describing it. Maybe it'll sound familiar to you. Shamir and Manuela are discussing uh, what's going on in Remire Village. Um, oh, mine is different. Oh, interesting. Okay, so yeah. uh, the the people of Remire Village have been kind of restless and um, prone to fits of violence. They some of them are bedridden, um, and they're trying to kind of figure out, you know, is this, are they poisoned? Are they controlled by dark magic? Um, is this a disease? And I think it's Manuela who says, this is not like any disease that I've, I've heard about. I think it must be magic. And then I feel like you would remember this scene if it happened because, um, Manuela flirts with Byleth so hard here. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I just really quick. I, I have the screenshots. Uh, I, I, it starts off with Sateth and Raya telling you about Ramaya right. Village and then and then Manuela and Shamir in the infirmary. I forgot about the Manuela and, and Shamir part. But yes, mm-hmm. the, the flirting is very good. It's it's so much. So it, it's like you, Byleth and, and Gerald walk in and, you know, we're like, oh, what's the situation? Um, and <laughs> Manuela uh, starts flirting with Byleth and says, I could go with you because I owe you my life. Um, we could manage by ourselves just the two of us. And then she winks. <laughs> And my favorite part about this is that Gerald actually uh, is understandably like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, He's like, hey, can you like stop flirting with my kid? Uh, Basically right in front of my (laughs) face. This is weird for me. And then afterward, uh, sort of just outside, there's another scene where you're chatting with Gerald about sort of making preparations. And Byleth, I think it's like passes out or they describe it as vertigo, gets like very dizzy. Yep. And Sothis says, I felt it too. Actually, I felt that way before. And once again, we cut to black with nobody asking a fucking follow up question. When have you felt this before? You're like the child who lives in my brain. How how have you felt this before? Yeah. So that's strange. Now, I after that got a scene in the entrance hall with Dimitri. So maybe this is my special. Uh, yeah, I got I got mine out of order. It was that stuff first and then the Hubert Edelgard scene. Got it. OK, yeah, so, so my bad. But what I got uh, in lieu of children plotting war, I'm chatting with Dimitri in the entrance hall and uh, who strolls up. But a, another old guy. There are so many just like dads in this game. Mm-hmm. They're like mm-hmm. all the knights of Sarah. They're just like dads even if they're nobody's dad technically and this 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 guy just falls into the that for me but it's lord arendelle does that name sound familiar to you aj uh i mean arendelle is the yes we talked about this before because arendelle is the the 
city from Frozen, but I don't remember who it is <laughs> in this so game. This is this is the guy that Dimitri was looking up uh, in the library when Dudu and I found him that night. Oh, and was okay, extremely okay, yeah, sketchy yeah, yeah. about it. Yes. Um, so oh. he's here. He's staying at the church for a while. Uh, Dimitri is surprised because he says, oh, you know, you haven't donated to the church in many years, which is what what Dimitri was looking up um, yeah. when we found him. Okay. And he says, oh, that's just because of the financial situation in my territory. But, you know, I'm dedicated to the church. And remember, my theory from last time was that after like Dimitri's family was killed and then there was an attempted like coup, basically. Mm-hmm. I think that this guy might have been involved somehow or Dimitri theorizes that he's involved. And maybe sure. that's why he was sure. so uh, fascinated by it. So. Arendelle is like, oh, isn't Edelgard here? And Dimitri says, yes. And he says, oh, it's so nice to stay in touch with my niece. Um, So this guy is Edelgard's uncle. What? Yeah. And um, it turns out Dimitri's stepmother, who was killed at the same time as, as Dimitri's father, was Arendelle's younger sister. So... So... Edelgard and Dimitri are cousins? No, they are step siblings. Step? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, because the the Arendelle's younger sister, right? Edelgard's mother. Edelgard, yeah. Who married Dimitri's dad? Just a f- what? <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have spoiled fuck? this for you. No, this is great. great. <laughs> what? Yeah. So I thought that that might have been something that you learned this time. That's not something I learned. No, I didn't even know this dude was at the fucking monastery. What? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) Holy shit. So this this happens and Arendelle like bounces and Byla's like, hey, what what the fuck? Um, And Dimitri's like, let's talk about it some other time. (laughs) I am rocked. I cannot... (laughs) Yeah. believe this is how your chapter started yeah so but this to me <laughs> puts into perspective this is why uh dimitri was like worried about her you know like chapters and chapters ago they had a conversation where he was like oh you know be careful out there and she was like what are you doubting my skills and he was like no i'm just trying to be nice this is like he's you know they're they're related just sort of um holy shit yeah um uh, oh. <sighs> mm-hmm what? Yeah. Um, and it, it also puts into perspective why Dimitri's like, hey, can you not joke about us fighting each other for real? Because like, yeah, you're like my family. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I will say I'll just just skip ahead a little bit since it's on topic. Um, when I speak to Dimitri in this uh, while exploring this month, he said he asked me to keep his association with Edelgard a secret because it is complicated, which like I don't. I don't understand how that would be like a secret if it was like her mother and his stepmother. Like, I would think that that would be like public knowledge. But uh, I I'm trying to find the age sheet that we had a bit ago. Oh, Um, Mm. because how much Edelgard is they're the same age. Mm -hmm. They're the same age because I am getting the inkling that maybe she doesn't know that, but like, really, it just seems so, well, I don't know. I mean, when we talk about her support, I mean, she talks about her family again, but even in her last one, she talked about her, her brothers and sisters and how they all died. And she doesn't uh-huh. say anything about 
step siblings or anything or her mother remarrying like Hmm. (sighs) interesting wow wow but like Arendelle is not you know it's not like like he's like oh yes my my sort of nephew and my niece like he's not not like he's trying to keep it a secret yeah interesting I this is wild I I almost wonder I I mean maybe maybe that was kind of part of hmm, was that like part of the unification of you know i don't know like was it a political thing i I have no idea right um but that was only 17 years ago right well i mean i guess i could have yeah wow i don't know this is so this is this is some information Mm -hmm. this is cool this is what i wanted the podcast to be (laughs) be (laughs) i wanted wanted it to be both of us being like yeah here's my side of this thing uh yeah we're getting there now my whole world is inside out um (laughs) Not really for any reason. Like, it's not like we've I've had any it's scenes just, or anything big, with Dimitri. Right? It's just like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah, we've been teaching these children for eight months and just found out that they're yeah. related, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, there's yeah. some, like, follow-up conversation with Sothis um, where she's like, all beings are attached somehow to those who are their family. Yes, even I. Okay. And I was like, what does that mean? And she's like, I don't know. I must have had a family, but I don't remember them. I'm like, all right. I don't have time for, I don't have time to worry about the mysteries of your life right now. Right. Um, Wow. So yeah, some some interesting stuff about Arendelle. That's really going to take me a while to recover from. (laughs) Yeah. A lot going on. All right. Uh, Monastery stuff. Monastery stuff. Yeah. So uh, my first stop is always, well, I talked to Sothis, obviously, but then my Mm -hmm. first stop after that is always the training grounds. Oh, interesting. Which is the last two times, which is where Monica has been. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess she's just training instead of doing school things because she's just like chill until graduation, you know, but she's talking to Hubert or Hubert is talking to her, I guess. And he's basically asking her to be like, hey, can you stop distracting Edelgard so much? She's like got stuff to do. And she's like, no, it's fine. But then they see Byleth and they're like, oh, hey. And then Monica says there's nothing to worry about. And that's how she says it. And I'm like, "Okay, okay, clearly there is something to worry about. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, which was pretty obvious anyway, because Monica's shady as shit. Yeah. Uh, worth noting, too, uh, since you mentioned you speak to Sothis, Sothis is not feeling well, mm. feeling sleepy. Um, she says it's like hard to stay conscious. And Byleth is also not feeling well. Yeah. Um, Every, which everyone comments everybody on. Everybody comments on Every it. single person's like, hey, you look like shit. My favorite was Lawrence, who um, is actually like weirdly very kind about it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you should probably rest. And <laughs> One of the dialogue options then is to be like, wow, that's really uh, unusual coming from you to say something so kind, <laughs> which I selected and uh, yeah. he got very offended. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Fair enough. But also I'm not wrong. Yeah. Um, a knight. I thought this was interesting. One of the knights calls Geralt Blade Breaker. I don't know if we've heard that nickname before. Yes, I feel like I have. It feels I, like it had to have come up at some point, right? Yeah. But yeah. He's wild. like a legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, here's something. I don't know if you also got this. I'm sure you did, because I think most of the time the beginnings of the conversations are pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked to Flane. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and she says uh, something about something reminds her of when she was a child. Yep. He says that was so very long ago now. And then you say, oh, how long ago could it have been? And she says, I mean, very, 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 very <laughs> long ago, which like. Hey, this isn't how you keep secrets, video game. I like, know. <laughs> I had the same. I have notes about this as well. She also has a lost item that has a connection to an ancient imperial yeah. city or something. 
It's oh, like, that's hers. That's funny. I it's I'm with you. It's almost frustrating the way that the game is like, hey, there's something going on with her. Hey, hey, she's old. Have you and noticed the fact that you old? can't follow up on it? I think exactly. That's the, exactly. Like, it's if like, a kid tells you they're very, very, very old, you're not going to be like, what do you what? mean? OK, bye. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, they have special blood. You know, it's not like special she's just blood. some kid. Like, you know that she has special blood. Mm-hmm. So. It's like, uh, yeah, it's just it's frustrating to have them like it's one thing to like dangle you know, cr- like breadcrumbs and stuff. Right. But it's, it's another a loaf thing of bread to- just sitting on the ground. Yeah. yeah, or like smack you in the face. <laughs> right, right. Like, Jesus. And I'm like, I don't, like, I, just tell me at this point, you know? Yeah. It's not like, yeah. uh, you know, it's not like you're leading me to a fun secret. It's it's just artificially, like, covered up. Let's see, what else is going on? Oh, I, I don't know. Your conversation with Dudu might have been different. Um, mm. But uh, when I spoke to Dudu this month, he said, all month, Dimitri's been going out late into the night. Um, he won't talk to me about what it is that he's doing. And he's also been getting headaches. Um, oh, fuck. Yeah. And Dudu's like, uh, you know, like maybe if he got some fucking sleep, he wouldn't get, get these headaches. But uh, he will not <laughs> listen to me, um, which I just... Oh, so interesting. What are you up to, Dimitri? Yeah. Uh, and the other sketchy person of the month is Tomas. Yeah, who, fucking Tomas. Yeah. Basically, he has left the monastery. Um, yep. Nobody knows where he is. Yep. And everybody's like, mm, I guess we don't have a librarian right now. Yeah. But yeah, so the, that's uh, hinting at something. And luckily, the payoff for that comes real quick. Yeah. Fuck. I think it's in, was it a net or maybe just one of the monks that you talk to is like, yeah, he usually goes away for a bit, but he's been gone for kind of a long time this mm-hmm. time. It's like, okay, gang, like yeah. clearly he's not the, no good. Not suspicious at all. Yeah, not, not at all. <laughs> I thought I talked to, oh, so my dead dude conversation was just like, hey, you look sick, go to bed. Oh, okay. So, but Raphael is worried that he'll never be able to eat fish again <laughs> because they <laughs> ate so much fish last month. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. It's, it's I the was. way that he like brings it up too. Isn't he like, I just don't know. It's like, you don't know that he's talking about fish right. at first. He's like, I just don't know if I can do it anymore. Um, right. And you're like, yeah, oh my God, what's what wrong? What if I can never eat fish again? <laughs> That's really good. Oh, what a good boy. Yeah. Taurus energy. Love him. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that that that's kind of all I had for um, exploration in the monastery this month. Yeah, I have a couple. I have a couple more things. I so I I texted you this screenshot yesterday. Uh, oh, Edelgard yeah. talking about making plans. I, uh, she also said that to me. Um, it, yeah, it's yeah, it's bad. If we don't effectively force things to go our way, nothing will be achieved. Like, hey, chill. <laughs> yeah, like, come this on. was also in my notes, and I just wrote, "I am terrified of this little girl." Yeah, yeah, that was rough. Caspar said his dad came to the came to the Battle of Eagle mm-hmm. Lion. And says afterwards, uh, he was talking to Edelgard and then says he is the he is the minister of military affairs after all. And apparently then they don't get along. So like, I don't know, Mm. bad shit happening there as well. That doesn't that doesn't bode well. Yeah. Um, Oh, also, uh, I don't remember if they said this earlier, but while you're walking around and you talk to Aloise uh, or Geralt, someone. Remire Village is where you started the game Mm. or like where you were on your way to in the beginning of the game. And that's where where you met the kids and Aloise and all that. Right. So that's just an interesting point. Uh, Who did you give the two-toned whetstone to? There was this whole fetch quest where yeah. you had to bring one thing to somebody else, to somebody else, to somebody else. Right. And at the end, you get a whetstone to give to Shamir or Catherine. I, I think I gave it to Shamir because yeah. they, they both have bad vibes, but hers are yeah. less bad. Yep. And they, it wasn't even an item choice. Like they were both bad items. 
but I was definitely <laughs> not going to give it to Catherine. Like there was just yeah. no way. And then finally, finally in this chapter, uh, Hilda and Ignatz are talking and <laughs> Ignatz is like, maybe there will, will like finally be, be peace in Fodlin after all, like, like even after the battle of the Eagle and the Lion, like we all still went out, we're all still friends. So like maybe, you know, when, once, all these new rulers come in, like everything will be cool and chill. And then Hilda says, Ignatz, how long are you going to keep harping on about the battle of the eagle and the lion? And Ignatz has one of the best line deliveries in the whole game. Uh, here, here it comes. Oh, come on. Let me gush. <laughs> Which like, hey. That's just, that's how I feel about this game. Let me gush. Let me gush. Um, did you see how the house leaders came together after the battle? But the let me gush really fucking slayed me. Let me gush me. is so good. Really good. Ignatz, our pure boy. You can gush all you want, bud. Um, I'm never going to get over that. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much, uh, all the monastery stuff for me. I had a paralogue, um, mm -hmm. the tales of the red Canyon paralogue. Have you got, Oh, one? I haven't done that one yet. That's the one with Sothis, right? Yes. Should we wait until I do it? Is it? Cause I imagine it's, yeah, we'll wait. There's not a whole lot, but, okay. but yeah, I was going to we'll do wait. it, uh, month nine. Okay. Um, yeah. And I, I, I had a paralogue, um, with Felix, but we can talk about that, uh, when we when we talk about our, our war child check in. Yes. Um, uh, great. Yeah. So it's time to battle, I guess. Time for war. Um, I have officially switched Flane over to uh, a full healer. Um, mm -hmm. It's interesting. She's a different kind of white magic than Linhart. Linhart is like healing all that stuff. But her white magic is like uh, I think you talked about last time. She has this spell rescue where she can mm, teleport people good. next to her. Yeah. Which is interesting. It's more of like a, a getting people out of bad situations and less mm -hmm. so like healing, which I, I don't know. I don't know if I like, I think, I think once I recruit Felix, I think Flane's going to be out of the picture. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. I, I like rescue. I don't use it for its intended purpose. I think I mentioned sure. last week, like I actually use it just to like move people around the battlefield. No, uh, that sounds like with yeah. extra movement. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I could definitely see it being useful uh, at certain points. I mean, having watched now some <laughs> maddening gameplay, like I could mm. see that being really useful, like uh, in something like that. But because um, yeah. it has like a pretty far reach. Yeah. Um, yeah. She doesn't have to be like all that close to them to to move them. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I it's I guess it's useful to have another healer. I don't really like it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, is Just like tell I, me why she's so old or whatever. Yes, please. You know? <laughs> but but like I said, like I have uh, I mean, Linhart is my healer. Dorothea has heal. Byleth mm -hmm. has heal. Like I have several several members of my team who have enough faith to have heal. So like. Sorry. Sorry, Flane. Yeah. You're not good enough with a you're not good enough with a lance for me to want to keep you around. So the battle of uh the Remire Calamity. We approach the village. Or sorry, no, we're actually approached earlier than we were supposed to go. It's supposed mm -hmm. to be the end of the month, but we go the beginning of the week of the end of the month. Um and Geralt's like, we gotta go now. Stuff's happening, stuff's going bad, villagers yeah, are killing each going other. Down. Yeah. Um and then pretty much so did, I imagine you probably had this as well, but there was like a round table of all the students being like, I don't want to kill anyone. They're all just innocent villagers. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm trying to remember. I don't have notes about it, but I vaguely mm. recall that sort of happening. Um, I had some interesting specifically. Um, there was some interesting like Dimitri 
going on <laughs> this okay. time. He has like a strange. So the villagers are basically like in zombie mode. Yes. And Dimitri, um, I guess it's he's like hit with one of his headaches. He, he's just like, oh, uh, he's just like, does this like groan? Um, and I'm like, are you OK? And he's like, don't worry, I'm fine. We just like have to save these villagers. Um, and to do spots what he refers to as some suspicious figures watching the chaos. Yeah. Which we all deduce is probably, uh, deduce who is probably who's responsible for this. And then Dimitri says, kill them all. Don't let a single one of them escape, sever their limbs and crush their wicked skulls. Uh, Yo, I was doing this at like I was playing this at 1125 a.m. And I know that because I wrote it in my notes and said, sir, it's 1125 a.m. Calm down. Um, <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I I think that, yes, everyone agrees we don't want to kill villagers. Um, but to me, for sure wants to kill everybody who's responsible yeah. for this. Shit. Uh, yeah, it was uh, intense. Do you want to give the big reveal? Uh, yeah. So actually, um, I, I kind of spoiled it for myself, I guess, because I always check the map before the, the, the round starts, like just to see what the situation is. So I like scroll around the map to see who's where and like what's going on. And Tomas <gasps> is right in the middle of the map. He's just there. <laughs> and it's just like, there's three mysterious soldiers around him and he is just standing there. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. well, clearly he's behind this. Yeah. Um, that's the guy, which whatever um but yeah uh and also i i was actually just looking through the 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 worst garbage online fire emblem channel for the first time in a bit i'll check in like once a week because i'm just trying to stay as detached from spoilers mm -hmm. I, as i possibly I had to can. mute it i have no self-control yeah. but they were talking about there were a couple people in there who didn't realize when you are looking around the map you can rearrange your people you can rearrange I did, your not, I did not realize that until recently. Yes. OK, yeah. So that's like that for me. Uh, I mean, I'm a very I'll just poke at everything to see what happens. So like that was immediately apparent to me that I could move stuff around. But yeah, so that's in case. Hey, if you're playing this game along with us and you didn't know that you should do it because it it really helps set you up in the in the early parts of the match. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like uh, I, I can never get to do in there because he's so slow. And now I'm like, all this time I could have just been putting him right up front, giving him a little yep. head start. Yep, <sighs> that's what I do. That's yep. what I did do. I just put Ferdinand <laughs> in the back because he's got like double the speed of everyone because he's got a horse. Right. Or send Ferdinand ahead so he can just fucking Yeah, so so Tomas is is the bad the big bad guy. He's um, giving the orders. Yeah. So so basically the, the way that this uh battle functions is there are I don't know, seven or something, uh, regular villagers. Each of those villagers has a uh, infected villager, whatever they're called, that is attacking them for six damage each turn, and they have like 25 health. So you have a limited amount of time to get to them. If you save half of them, I think that's all you need to do to like get the reward or whatever. That's mm -hmm. what I did. And once you get far enough up the map, uh, Tomas is like, hi, it's me, Tomas. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, Tomas. And then he transforms into this fucking mega mind looking ass. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, you know, necromancer or something. His name is Solon. Uh, yeah. Or so the Solon. savior of all. Yeah. And then he just like is fully just like, well, I was going to steal Flane's blood. So I'm just like hanging. <laughs> and he like lists his entire plan. Uh, yeah. The death knight shows up with some dudes. And for me, extremely anticlimactic. Uh, this whole fight only took me four turns. Yeah. It was okay. it was pretty easy. 
Yeah. So, so, uh, I finally gotten Bernadette at a sniper. So I fucking, I dead eyed yeah. Solon fucking 360 no scope across the mm-hmm. map, critical hit. Like just, he had like 24 health. She did like 90 damage or something. And then he was yeah. like, ah, oh, see ya. And he pieces out. <laughs> and then the death Knight's like, well, I gotta go too. And then he yeah. leaves. And then that's the end of the battle. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was kind of bummed actually at how, yeah, I didn't realize that if you, you know, got Tomas that, every everybody would just be like all right bye um yeah same i i was like oh i'm finally gonna kill the death knight i feel like i can do it this time me too uh, i was yeah. like okay he's a couple levels ahead but i think i think i can yeah. we can hold yeah. our own it really disappointing <laughs> it was a bummer yeah yeah i was like oh uh, that's it yeah so yeah it turns out he was like experimenting on mm-hmm. the yeah on the yeah, he was villagers. experimenting on the villagers for some reason. For Still reasons. don't know exactly why. Yeah. But we learned that from the Flame Emperor, who just like shows up, it's like, so is me the Flame Emperor. <laughs> and Geralt is so casual, just like, you're gonna have to come with us back to the monastery. And he's like, No. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Do you, you want to join, join my team? team? <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, extremely strange. Oh, super weird. I said no. I didn't want to join his team. Because, like, why would I? I know literally nothing about the man except that mm-hmm. he partners himself with people who experiments on villagers. Like so kidnap not, women. Yeah, not a cool, not a cool look, not a good look. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty funny for me. I don't know how it happened for you, but but at the end of that conversation, Hubert shows up. It's like, hey, have you seen Edelgard? And then that, like, doesn't turn into anything. And then later, uh, Edelgard comes up to me and is like, hey, Hubert told me. <laughs> <laughs> that you were talking to the flame emperor is like you fucking narc similar similar yeah. situation with dimitri yeah. yeah i so i i took some notes on like the things that the flame emperor said mm, yeah he, he said yeah i was i was working with that guy with yeah. uh, solon solon i don't know um, i don't know i had my sound off for that part yeah it said that does not mean our objectives are the same had i known they planned to do this i would have stopped it you have my word yeah <laughs> what <laughs> i just uh, i know there's something yeah. going on here and i'm like yeah. oh what and is there's this? still there's still that one other bad guy who we have who we saw the flame emperor talking to after the first mission or whatever mm-hmm. who we still haven't met yet so that's a whole thing that's also brewing, right i guess right i also when when the flame emperor was like what what join up i said yes just to see what would happen <gasps> okay i didn't have the guts and then he just goes you're lying i can see you can't contain <laughs> your fury toward me pity uh, like, all right well excuse Damn, me yeah um shit. and then yeah to runs up it's like hey you guys seen dimitri um flame emperor disappears uh and then yeah i later catch up with him on the debrief and th- there's an interesting part of did you get this conversation with gerald where he's like hey you've changed since yeah. we came to the monastery yeah so he's like oh you've been angry since we first arrived in Mire. you look happy instructing the students before the monastery, I'd never seen you bury your emotions like that, not once. So maybe it's a good thing we came to the monastery, or maybe yeah. we never should have left. And Bile is like, yeah. didn't, you, didn't you say I was born after yeah. you left the monastery? <laughs> oops. And he, yeah, he's just like, oh, oopsie doodle. Um, yeah. <laughs> I guess I should come clean. Uh, come to my office when you can. I have something to tell you. Yeah. Okay, dad. <laughs> like, yeah, like, okay, all right. <laughs> Everybody, everybody with their secrets that they do a terrible job of keeping. I just, yeah. Uh, it's like, can you just tell me now? Like, what's yeah. going on? Yeah, uh, what are we doing? 
So, yeah, then I got the debrief with with Dimitri. Yeah. Um, He says, sorry, you saw that side of me at the village. I'm mortified. When I saw the chaos and violence, my mind just went completely dark. I strive to keep my emotions at bay, but sometimes the darkness takes hold and it's impossible to suppress. Um, Jesus, fuck. Yeah. Uh, Someday we might find ourselves facing something we simply cannot accept that's what the chaos in Remire was to me. Solon and the Flame Emperor are beasts who must be eliminated. God Demons damn. who kill the innocent. I saw the same flames of torment in Dusker four years ago. And we get a mm. flashback oh. to young Dimitri uh, basically seeing. I, I don't it's not clear to me if it's like because he says it was in Dusker. So I, I don't know if they were like staying there or whatever, but like his like. His stepmom, Edelgard's mom, right. and dad were both killed um, in this event. So, but there was like fire, there were soldiers like suffering. Um, and we get like a clip of his dad, Lambert, saying, Avenge us, those who killed us, tear them apart, destroy them all. And Dimitri says, uh, My father and stepmother lost their lives to those flames four years ago. I'll never forget, you know, what happened. Um, right now, we need to help these surviving villagers. Uh, he says, this, this concludes with him saying, there's a reason I came to the monastery. I came here for revenge and one day I will have it. What? Yeah. Hey, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Just casually Jeez. dropping that on the battlefield. Holy shit. Yeah. So, I, I mean, we all knew <laughs> that there's something going on with Dimitri. Uh, it is some deep, dark shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. God, buddy. We need to have a therapist at this school that's more than just like drop a note in this box and someone will, <laughs> yeah, and someone will give you advice. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Um, my Edelgard scene is way less heavy. Mm. Edelgard's like, hey, nice job. Hubert told me you were talking to the Flame Emperor. It's probably a good. It's probably a good that you didn't join them because you don't really know anything about them. Um, maybe in the future <laughs> he'll oh come God. to you without his mask and you can decide what to believe. Okay. Weird. <laughs> and then Monica comes up. It's like, hey, Edelgard, can I talk for a sec? And she's like, yeah, bye, uh, professor. And I'm like, okay, well, that's it. That was that whole scene for me. That was it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> fucking wild. And then, that uh, is great. then you get your Rhea Sateth uh, pep talk. Mm-hmm. Rhea says you did a good job. And she's shocked to hear about Tomas. And so this is like, hey, how the fuck did you not know that yeah. this fool who <laughs> works like, for you? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was so and good. Then, uh, and then Sateth lays out like, Tomas came to the monastery four years ago and then he left for eight years and then came back last year uh, from House Ordelia. I don't know who, if you know anybody connected to House Ordelia. I feel like I've heard no, the name before. I, I, so it's an alliance family, so it could be yeah. someone in Golden Deer, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, and then Rhea just talks about threats in the shadows. Sothis said we have to stop all threats and to float to Foldland now. Mm-hmm. Um, um yeah, someone, I forget if it's Brea or, or Seth, but someone mentions that Yuritsa was recommended by uh, someone in the Imperial nobility. Right. So yeah, yeah. there, I think it was Seth who says, you know, if if Yuritsa is the Death Knight, that means that this enemy has taken root in at least two territories, mm. um, which is an interesting sort of um, observation. Hmm. Yeah. 
That is pretty interesting. Then Seteth leaves. Raya says that we have great power. Says, I expect great things from you. Mm-hmm. And then and then drops. And may then? the goddess, may the goddess Sothis protect you. Uh, hmm? Excuse? <laughs> yeah. Uh, which in retrospect, like fucking yeah, duh. Yeah. Like, I had a feeling. I fucking She lives in my head. Like <laughs> Yeah. Lives in my head and wouldn't stop talking about the Red Canyon where the fucking goddess touched down. Yeah. Sothis was like, yeah, I remember this place. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, duh. But so this uh, is like, what is she talking about? <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's another. So she doesn't say that, but it's no. Like, but yeah. yeah. Uh, um, bonkers. Bonkers. Crazy. Yeah. Good video uh, game. Good video game. That's the end of chapter eight. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Which means that it is time, unless you have anything mm-hmm. else. I yeah, I have nothing else other. Right. Literally, I have nothing else to talk about except uh, Felix's paralogue. Cool. So that leads us to student time. Then talk about supports. Talk about other students. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched all my supports. Not a whole lot uh, of like juicy information, but I uh, mm-hmm. Bernie's the, the my last Bernie support really has painted all of Bernadetta's supports way differently um, because it's just, it's just like, it's, it's goofy and silly that she's like, Oh my gosh. Uh, like don't, you know, whatever. Um, but now <laughs> there's uh, what is it? She talks to, Oh, that's something I wanted to bring up. I've decided I'm going to make Hubert and Bernie fall in love. <gasps> oh, what an interesting choice. Just, just because, just um, because, but there, I actually got their their C plus support. <laughs> Bernadetta comes and thanks Hubert for carrying her back to her room when she passed out standing up. And he's like, well, I couldn't just like leave you in the middle of the room. Like that <laughs> seemed pretty bad. And then, you know, she says that he's scary. Uh, he says that he's sorry. He didn't mean to like freak her out or whatever. And then she thinks that he's like mad at her and apologizes. And then he's like, no, it's fine. And she's like, doesn't believe him and runs away. And then he calls her a lost cause to which I wrote. That's what you think, but <laughs> because they're going to fall in love. Um, yeah. So that was, I, was kind of sad. Yeah. Love that pairing. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see if I can make it work. <laughs> There's also one. Bernadette has one with Linhart. Uh, she's painting. Linhart comes out and is like, oh, I just came to read a book. And she's like, oh, my God, I'll leave. And he's like, no, it's fine. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. And then they hang out for a little bit. And then she like freaks out. And he's like, look, I like, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm just here to to hang, to read, whatever. I kind of admire you being able to like stay inside all day. Like, that's what I wish I could do. And, but she thinks it's a trick uh, and thinks <laughs> immediately accuses him of trying to copy and replace her. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then. uh he's like, what? No, I would never do that. And then she, she reads that. What does that even mean? Yeah. She reads that as him being mad and says, please don't kill me and runs away. And that just like, it's like really goofy. Like, why would you jump to that? But then having that support scene is like really, really upsetting, really upsetting. Yeah. Um, I, I feel so bad for my sweet, sweet Bernadetta. Yeah. Um, And that's, that's pretty much it. Ferdinand and Caspar call each other partners in justice, which I hate. Um, they're rubbing off on each other in terms of how they take care of like bad shit happening around the, the whatever it's, it's dumb. Do do you have any that you'd like to talk about? Yeah. I, I just like to talk about, cause I, so (laughs) I talked about a lot of supports last week, um, Mm -hmm. partially because there were a lot of juicy ones and also partially because I couldn't remember which I had played in which chapters cause I got too far ahead. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, so uh, the only thing that I have is uh, Felix's paralogue, which I know for a fact occurred in this month. So 
Felix comes to, to Byleth basically asking for a favor. There are bandits raiding villages in Fraldarius territory um, and he wants some help with it. Uh, his, like his, I think his dad was like, hey, go handle this. And he requests help from Byleth. Uh, he says, I never tire of watching you fight, which is high praise from Felix. So we do it. We beat the bandits. And then uh, we have, there's like a follow-up scene with Rodrigue his dad mm-hmm. and Rodriguez is like oh thank you so much um this village was very important to the late king if we hadn't saved it i wouldn't have been able to face his majesty and felix is like what the fuck are you talking his majesty is dead like <laughs> we were protecting your subjects not your ego i don't give a damn as to whether you can bring yourself to face a dead king yeah and Rodriguez is like don't talk to me that way <laughs> um, <laughs> And Felix is like, I came here to hone my blade and save innocent people. I suppose if I had died, you would say the same thing you did after Glenn's death. He died like a true knight. I have nothing more to say. I'm going back. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. So uh, which like he's not wrong. It is a little fucked up for Rodrigue to be like, oh, I had to save this village because the the dead king liked Mm -hmm. it so much. Yeah. As opposed to like. These are also like people who you are like charged. Yeah, with he, protecting. He's, he's got that. He's got that classic noble view that Ferdinand also has. Like you don't do stuff mm-hmm. because it's good. You do it because it's good, but also because you're noble and that's your duty and you have to do good because you're noble. Right. Like, right. Like, no, just be a good fucking person. Yeah. So but I, I love this because there was an earlier I, I don't think I talked about it before, but there was I've only gotten to support level C between Felix and Ash. But that scene um, has to do with Ash is like reading one of his like chivalry books and felix is like oh that's what bullshit um (laughs) and ash is like no like this is actually a good book like um, and actually you're a lot like the knight in this book because he you know he acts very like tough and you know pretends that he doesn't care but underneath he really is very compassionate or whatever um and is basically like read the book and like uh, so I, I think that the rest of their supports are basically like book club, which I'm <laughs> thrilled about. Amazing. Um, but uh, but Ash was right. Like Felix is actually, you know, he clearly cares about helping people and is not super <laughs> thrilled with uh, his dad's views on nobility. Yeah. The thing about Glenn was super interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't think that saying he died like a true knight is a terrible thing to say, but um yeah, but I don't know if that's if if it's your yeah, son. Yeah, that's all you have to say yeah. about your son's death. That's right. that's not that's great. Pretty fucked up. So yeah, after Felix leaves, you have this like awkward like <laughs> moment with with Rodrigue um who's just like oh i'm sorry you had to see that he's been that way for about four years um i understand to some extent it comes down to a difference of opinion like about what (laughs) 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 about whether whether people are important and you know deserve to be protected because they're humans as opposed to like because you know they're a sign of your yeah yeah, your nobility So yeah, that's that. That's all I got out of that. Um, yeah, not great on Rodrigue, but great mm-hmm. on Felix. Yeah. All right. I have. This is the big one. This is the one okay, that. I'm this is so the, excited. The scene that made me text you immediately and ask when we're recording. <laughs> uh, this is Edelgard and Byleth's C plus support. So basically, I think their first one was was similar. Like Edelgard couldn't sleep, and Byleth was also awake. Same deal. They come out, you know, both awake. It's like, oh, it's late at night, blah, blah, blah. And basically, you know, you kind of go back and forth a little bit. But then she's asks, have you ever felt 
a sort of longing for the outdoors I have. Uh, there are times I long for the warmth of the sun, the sweet breeze on my face. And then she asks if you remember what she said in your in your last conversation about her, her siblings all dying. And I said, should I say I forgot? You asked me to forget. And that makes her support go down, which what? I don't appreciate appreciate because I'm just trying to be a good listener. Anyway, Mixed signals. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> to which she replies, hmm, well, perhaps if I tell you more, it'll come back to you. Like, relax. You asked me to not talk about it. So whatever. Um, anyway, <laughs> just a little salty about that. But then um, answer. So she goes into uh, this whole thing about how she and her her siblings were imprisoned under the palace in order to endow their bodies with the power of a major crest. <laughs> yeah. What? So, so she and her nine siblings, there are 10 of them, uh, were all kept underground in the palace to try and like force a, a crest, a major crest into them. Um, so she says, you know, she's always had the minor crest of Saros that she's inherited through her noble bloodline, but it was only minor. Uh, and most of her siblings didn't have any crest at all. Uh, in order to create a peerless empire to rule Fodlin, they violated our bodies by cutting open our very flesh. Now here I stand, the fruit of that endeavor. Edelgard von Hresvelg. But that too came at a high price. The others were sacrificed. Ours weren't the only lives devastated by that terrible process. Innocents died as well, without even knowing what they were dying for. And there you have it, the truth of the Hresvelg empire. Um, fucked up. Fucked up beyond belief. <laughs> Truly uh, wild shit, torturing your children to, to give them a, a big crest. Holy shit. So, but it goes on. <laughs> you basically ask, you know, who's to blame? Uh, and she says it's the, the, the prime minister and, and his gaggle of nobles. So the prime minister who is Ferdinand's fucking dad? Ferdinand's dad. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, they had the empire under their thumbs. My father, the emperor, tried to stop them, but it was futile. My father was nothing but a puppet on a string by then. He was powerless to save us, which I don't know how much truth there is in that. Yeah, I'm sorry. That seems very strange yeah. to me. And she basically just says, like, I know it's like kind of unbelievable, but I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you that it, it like worked. And she shows her major crest, which is the crest of flames, uh, the same crest that you have. The Byleth has, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So she says, uh, when it manifested for me, I swore a silent oath for the sake of my family and for all the poor souls whose lives were traded for my existence. For their sake, I will build a world where such meaningless sacrifice is never again sanctioned. As emperor, I will change the world. I swear it. And then, C plus support. <laughs> um... Yeah, so fucking heavy shit. Wow. Once again. Oh my god. Uh, from from Madame von Hressfeld. Um, Jeez Louise. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I well, it seems like this entire game is just like generational trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how uh it can have some very damaging effects on uh the child rulers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, what? Mm, okay. Well, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's real heavy. Yeah. So, so that's, that was the scene that uh, immediately after it was done, I was like, I have to talk about this. And it's like, when can we talk again? Fucking wild. Yeah. Fucking wild. Really, really fucking wild. So, do you have anything else or are you moving on to war children? <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, yeah. I think, uh, rankings? Are we already? Rankings. 
rankings. <laughs> I think I went first last time. So why don't you? Did you? I thought I went first last time. All right. Well, whatever. I'm moving. I'm bumping Dimitri down to a B because, dude, get your shit checked out, <laughs> man. Like, you can't just be like kind of <laughs> mad at someone and be like, they deserve to pay and die. Like, just chill, well, man. In his defense, I mean, it's people who are, kill, you know, fucking with I, innocence. So it's, I know. But to have to, to be able to flip that switch of being like, I'm just kind of <laughs> hanging out at the monastery to being separate their limbs from their body. Like <laughs> there's a middle ground there. Pal. There's a middle ground. Like, That's fair. That's uh, fair. <laughs> you don't have to hold it all in until you can finally feel like you can like just go fucking buck wild. Mm-hmm. Not cool. <laughs> Not cool at all. <laughs> I think Lorenz is going to go up to a C because he was very nice about me being sick. Yeah. I appreciated the thought. Ugh. Um, I'm going to do the same. I'll yeah. do the same. Yeah. If I could make Raphael an S plus just for thinking he'll never be able to eat fish again, I very would good. do that. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I've, I've moved. Past. I've, I've accidentally dipped into golden deer. That's my bad. Yeah. Blue lions. Uh, I don't know what to do with Dimitri. I'm, <laughs> I'm torn about it because <laughs> yeah, that shit's fucked. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, he was like an A, an A minus. Um, Fair, yeah. I'll give him. I'll I'll keep things interesting and bump him down to a B. I I, wow. I do think that you know the whole I, I came here for revenge and I it's like all right. yeah that's rough that's right, something buddy. yeah that's not that's not healthy you know um, <laughs> right. so I'm gonna dock him for that. Uh, Felix, I had previously docked from S to A because he uh, made that comment to Ingrid about how she should be looking for a husband. <laughs> yeah. A, now I, I understand that better because like she literally needs to, you know, at least if she's going to listen to her dad, she needs to be looking for a husband, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I mean, clearly he's a very good boy. Um, <laughs> just a little... <laughs> a little rough around the edges, mm-hmm. um, but he's wonderful. Um, so love Felix. Glad that he's uh, ascended. <laughs> welcome. Welcome, my son. Welcome. Oh, so proud. Yeah, I think that's it for me um, yeah. in Blue Lions. I, you know, obviously I made a lot of changes last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, with Golden Deer made that change for Lawrence. I don't know if I have any others for Golden Deer. Yeah, I don't I don't think I do either if ignatz didn't exist outside of right (laughs) like he would he would yeah he would go up um for saying let me gush this is very good let me gush Um, (laughs) but he is we we have both ranked him uh bdg for uh, because he's just brian david gilbert yeah and and to be fair let me gush is definitely a bdg phrase i think (laughs) i think i can i can hear him yeah i can see that Um, let me gush um yeah by my bed There's a meme for you. Uh, let's mm. see. Uh, Black Eagles. Mm. <sighs> All right. This this righteous crusade with Edelgard. Still not really cool about it, but I, I I have understood the reason why. And it's like this old the old way that things are done sucks. But mm. seeing how it has like personally right. destroyed her life, I'm gonna bump her back up to an A. Okay. For this righteous crusade. Oof, yeah. Um, let's see. Ferdinand Linhart. Everything else pretty much stays the same. I think we're kind of just we're kind of approaching an equilibrium here. We're like, we're gonna get a full picture of our students. Uh yeah. and that's kind of how we're gonna we're gonna stay with them. Uh yeah. I mean, with Edelgard, here's the thing. Like, I don't my thoughts on Edelgard are also making me feel like 
I don't know if Dimitri deserved to be. Cause like, mm. it's like, yeah, they're both extremely fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like hundred yeah. percent, but they are both extremely fucked up because of like significant traumas that impact a, how they bear the responsibility that they have as future rulers of entire, yeah. you know, kingdoms slash empires. Yeah. And B, because they are like deeply personally traumatized. And so like, I, you know, I'm thinking about what I did with Sylvain, where it was like, my dude, like, I understand now where you're coming from. I understand why you bear this. Right. It still doesn't mean that the shit that you're doing is cool. It doesn't justify it. And so I, my, my inclination is to not, I currently have Edelgard at a D because um, (laughs) when, when you're coming from the perspective of the blue lions, it's just like, what the fuck? Like, stop, (laughs) you know, it's like, stop bullying me. Um, And I think I'm going to leave her there. And I think also if I'm going to leave her where she is, I feel like Dimitri deserves to stay at his A. Um, Yeah. Okay. Because it's, it's the same, you know, it's like the same, same story, but in, in parallel where like you had something really crappy done to you that is impacting how you go about things and it's fucked up. Yeah. But I just, you know, I don't know. It's wash. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's the end of the, you know, like I just, I, I can't knock you, but I also, I can't, uh, endorse. So yeah. that's where I'm at with these two. Yeah. That, that, I wonder what's going on with Claude, huh? I, yeah, for real. <laughs> I wonder if Claude's is fucked up. I, I, I truly uh, don't know. Probably. Right. Pro- I, I feel like he has to be, but there's Boy, like no, no inclination, uh, or no inkling rather, uh, uh mm-hmm. that he is any fucked up from the outside. Yeah, from the outside. Oh, my God. These these step siblings, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that was something, too, in in, in Edelgard's C-plus support. Like, she said it was yeah. she and all her siblings were locked underneath the, 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 the castle. Mm-hmm. And I just feel, I don't know. Like, that's what I feel like maybe she doesn't know. But, like. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we don't know anything about, like, her, her mom leaving mm-hmm. or her dad, you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's the sense that I get, right? It's like maybe the mom dipped yeah <sighs> yeah faculty yeah i mean tomas mm-hmm. i feel bad because i had him at, a, at an e clearly he should have been an f yeah he's uh, an f but yeah bad uh, bad librarian yeah um abandoning the books yeah i think uh, experimenting on yeah. <laughs> philatural people i'm gonna bump Rodrigue down to a d for not understanding how it's more than a difference of opinion <laughs> I'm going to do the same. Um, not, a, not, not good dad. No, not good dad. Energy. Raya, Raya was, there was less like crusade stuff happening. I think mm-hmm. this chapter, but I, I'm, she's going to stay at an F for me because she didn't do anything yeah. to make me feel any better about the church. If yeah, it sure feels like Raya. I can't tell with Raya if it's like, Oh, this is Byleth is very powerful and it's going to be, could be a useful tool or if it's more, Byleth is very powerful and I need to keep my potential enemies close. Uh, you know, mm. probably a combination. Of I two, feel like, but I don't trust her. She feels to me like someone who has an insane amount of hubris. So I feel like it's definitely like, Oh, well we're friends obviously. So I got to keep my strong friend very close. Like, I don't think she has mm-hmm. any inclination of anybody. Like, I don't know, like Tomas was right there. Yeah. And she was like, point. no, he's definitely not weird. No. Yeah. She's got, they're definitely, or like you read. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of like, shit that gets by under her nose and yeah. i think you're right that it's a hubris thing yeah yeah because i think even so even if stuff goes wrong it's always like well you know the goddess abides and and they will get their punishment <laughs> like that's you know yeah no we'll just kill him yeah right exactly the the, the church knows no holds mm-hmm. no prisoners 
Uh, so yeah, that's a, that's a, I didn't even, did I do this? Uh, Roderick and Gilbert are both, uh, their category is dad, not faculty. I, I think that might've been that's really funny. Um, that's great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, some dads. I believe that brings us to our war children of the week. Oh yeah. Mine is going to be Felix. I'm very proud of my boy, my sword boy. I've always loved him, but he's had some rancid vibes. I'm glad that he's redeeming himself. Rancid vibes. Um, he does. Yeah. Just, I mean, listen, I I I love a, a salty character. Mm. I think it's very fun. But from, you know, trying to be objective, I was like, well, you know, not great. Yeah. Um, so I love now that uh, I, I can love him wholeheartedly and not feel shitty about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We just, I'm just double checking all of my, my war children, my previous war children. Mm -hmm. Jeez. I don't really know. I think actually, I think my, my war child, I think it's going to be Edelgard. Yeah. I was going to say she's the only one you bumped, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess that's just a, I don't know. I I watched a lot of supports this week, but they were honestly, a lot of them were Bernadetta's. Bernadetta Mm -hmm. was my war child last week, I think, or the week before Mm -hmm. that, whatever it was. Um, So I I would love to keep Bernadetta up there because I love her so very much, which maybe is another reason. She's she's your Ash, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, in in every way, because she's also my archer. Right. Yeah. I I think Dorothy is Dorothy is up there this week because I had I had a. a support with with Dor- Dorian Bernie and uh, Dorian Petra. And in both of those, she was very kind and just like trying to make friends. Like literally the end yeah. of D- Bernadetta and Dory's uh, uh, support was like, all right, well, we're friends. Like it was really, really sweet. Like Bernadetta <laughs> came up and was like, you know, asking, asking to be, to be friends. It was, Mm. they had a really heart to heart about their families and stuff. It's very, it was very, very sweet. Dory was telling her like, your father's not here now. You can do whatever you want. Like blah, blah. It was really, really sweet. And uh, sorry, I know now I'm getting back into supports, but Bernadetta talks about how her dad said that all commoners are scum. And the one time that Bernie had a commoner friend, her dad found out. And the next day the kid was found like half dead, beaten up. (gasps) Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, and Dorothy is like, oh my God, I didn't realize that. Like, I've heard stories about that, but I didn't realize that was like a real thing that happened. Like, that's wild. Uh, And then she says, I'm proud to be your commoner friend, Hmm. which is really sweet. Uh, So opposite of rancid vibes. Yeah. And then Dorothy also drops like, uh, you know, when I was in the opera, like I had all kinds of of men try and like, you know, death threats, all this stuff. And I broke their arms like that was, I was like, <laughs> OK. And, and she, so she's like, you know, if your dad tries to take me out, I'm just going to beat your dad up. And Bernadette is like, all right. <laughs> really good sweet uh yeah so just just very sweet good stuff love that but i i i think it's got to be adelgar this week for me just man uh you know that yeah it's it's just a lot there's a lot to to unpack uh i guess Mm -hmm. trauma wise yeah but but man uh so yeah that's that for me uh do you have anything else no i think that's about it um just remember, if we don't effectively force things to go our way, nothing will be achieved. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> don't. Uh, Let's leave, we'll leave you with that thought. Yeah, that, that little <laughs> that little nugget of wisdom, you know, force things to go your way because there, there is no other way to make sure that gets done. <laughs> yep. That's the only way. God. All right. Uh, <sighs> thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week when we talk about chapter nine. Very excited. Farewell. Bye.